2: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mopin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. <laughs>
3: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is the uh, post-Black Friday apocalyptic show. So we're, we're past the whole craziness of the weekend of the uh, major shopping. What we have? We had Black Rifle Friday, um, something on Saturday, uh, Small Business Monday, Giving Tuesday, it's whatever Wednesday. We're moving on. So that hopefully that's all past us and you're able to head on out there to Bullseye Sports. Got all the fantastic things he had on sale, said hi to Vince, and, and left your money and your credit card. This show, I wanted to focus on something that is a little bit different from what we've done in the past. And and frankly, I'm trying to address a concern that I see all the time and comments that I hear from people every single day, whether it's in my personal business as a financial planner advisor, people are, are talking about this, or on the range, or hunting buddies, or shooting guys. Anything, this always seems to come up, and that is that who cares about California? I'm moving when, as soon as I retire. And so we got to talk about this. I have a friend of mine on the phone here. His name's Cody Whitaker. If you've been on our Facebook page, our group, Facebook group, you'll see he posts there quite a bit because he does quite a lot of social media for Open Carry, Texas, and uh, Republican District 21 out of Texas. Cody, how you doing?
4: Doing great, Philip. Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, I'm glad you're here because I want to talk about a couple different things. And some of the things, you know, Matter of fact, you posted a a, a picture of Gavin Newsom, our uh, our new the the only one of the only people who could have been a worse choice than Jerry Brown, but our new governor here in state of California. And, and it, folks, if you don't know who he is, just think about what a great job uh, San Francisco is doing right now, and realize he was the mayor there for a very long time. So that's his style of. Well, that's the result, I should say, of his style of governance. And now he's going to be our governor for the state of California. He is as rabidly anti-gun as they come. Uh, during his tenure, uh, I believe the Bologna family was mowed down with a AK-47 by an illegal alien, and they didn't want to deport the illegal alien. Obviously, it was the guns, the guns problem, not the criminals. Uh, the guy is, uh, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's going to be running California, and that means he will be passing any of the laws that Senator DeLeon or any of the other cretins in our <laughs> Senate and state legislature come up with. It, we're going to be, have an onslaught. And here's the issue. his guys say, well, I don't care. Why should I bother voting? Um, I'm just going to Arizona. Cody, you you were in Arizona for about 15 years, 20 years you lived there?
4: I lived uh, in Arizona. um continuously from uh, 1994 to uh, 2000 um, to 2004 and then uh, went away for a while in the army then I came back uh, and lived there from 2009 to uh, just last year I moved to Texas.
3: Now during that time frame that you spoke about Maricopa County was run by by Big Joe right a fantastic sheriff that you had out there Um, yeah but he was so popular during the 90s and early 2000s and then all of a sudden he's under indictment later on what happened with arizona
4: well it wasn't arizona that got him under indictment it was actually uh, the obama administration that didn't like um <clears throat> you know joe's posturing on the on the illegal aliens and he was actually doing something to to stem the tide of the flow of illegal aliens so obama stepped in uh and and got him uh, you know, and, and just waylaid him with a bunch of lawsuits and criminal charges. And uh, so it wasn't really uh, that the people of Arizona didn't like him. But he lost um, his last election. You know. Yeah, he did. Um, <clears throat> and that's partly as a result of a change in the population, I would say. But there's um, I think, it, you know, you get to a certain point, even the best politician oversells himself. And I think uh, Joe got into that uh, attitude. I, I was uh I've met him a few times in Republican uh, conventions and stuff in Arizona. And it just seemed like, uh, you know, his his personality was becoming bigger to him than it was to the rest of the state. So I think, you know, to, for Maricopa County, which has had quite a demographic shift over the years, uh, he, he probably just became a little bit too much.
3: You know, and, and one of the things I know, uh, I've had him on the show before. He does like to read his own press clippings. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I've never met a politician. I, I loved him. I, I wish he would be our governor out here. I, I've never met a politician that doesn't. Well, maybe a couple. I mean, Mike Morrell's pretty pretty squared <laughs> away, but the rest of them, you know, that's what they're there for—is their own their own agenda. But he did a great job. Yeah. He was very very tough on crime, as opposed to everything that the lawlessness has been uh, embraced in the state of California. But what you just talked right. about was the demographic shift in Maricopa County. Maricopa County, I believe, is the biggest county of Arizona. Is that correct?
4: That's correct,
3: population wise, and. Uh, the demographic shift. So what you've had is a lot of people retiring in from Wisconsin, from California, from, you know, uh, different countries. But they've been moving in for the weather uh, because they don't, haven't figured out it's 125 degrees in the summer there yet. But they they move in for the weather and they've changed what was Arizona. Um, take a look at your senators you've had, what, for the last 30-something years, John McCain, was considered a conservative from Arizona, John McCain, who who belayed every single solid conservative ideal when the when the final vote came to it. Right. The other one was Jeff Flake. Uh, we've all seen his recent transactions. And then you had an opportunity, and I know you're not in Arizona anymore, but Arizona had an opportunity to elect a really qualified, I mean, air force pilot, combat air force pilot, female you probably couldn't get a better pedigree for that person. And instead they chose the progressive. So what's, <laughs> what's gone on with that particular state? Because it's not all cowboys, you know, that everybody thinks about in Arizona.
4: Well, uh, I can speak to uh, Martha McSally's failure because, you know, whenever she was elected, she barely made it uh, down in, uh, in her district and, and uh, which encompassed Tucson and a lot of uh, a larger part of the state. Um, you know, I really had a hard time with her because I felt that she really wasn't a very genuine individual, um, and I just say that because I had several conversations with her about veterans' issues. And at the time when she was initially running for Congress, she did not come off as very knowledgeable uh, concerning VA matters. And, and I, I think that she really never made a good connection with the um, her veteran base, which should have been her base, uh, were the veterans down there. But her alignment with McCain on so many policies. I believe alienated her from uh, John McCain, <clears throat> you know, or not from John McCain, but from the, from the military. So um, she's always been viewed as, as sort of a successor to John McCain. And I think, you know, for the most part, uh, people I knew in the Republican party had enough of it. And so they just kind of rejected her when it came to the Senate election. Right. However, but look at the op- that-
3: Yeah. Look at the, uh, look at the, uh, the other choice.
4: Yeah, well, now contributing to that though is that that partial uh, demographic shift that you're talking about, and you know, you have to face it. Despite Cinema's uh, failures on policy, she's much better with the media, and so you know, people uh, tend to fall for that. And I, I think you know, in the long run, McSally would have been much you know more quote conservative than Cinema by a long shot. But the problem is, is that McSally. You know, failed one to really uh, mobilize her military base, which should have been a natural, um, you know, uh, should have been natural gravitation for that. And on the other hand, um, uh, she just uh, definitely did not have the media savvy that she needed to uh, deal with uh, cinema. I, 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 you know, and neither one of them were ideal. I don't think for for either party, but McSally. As far as, uh, you know, what we might consider conservative uh, values would have been a much better choice. The Second Amendment, sure. I
3: mean, the show we're focusing here on, on Second Amendment, and and you know that the other one that they just elected, she's going to be voting right alongside Kamala Harris on everything. Kamala Harris is yep. one of our rabid senators. You know, you're talking about you didn't have a very good choice between McSally and, uh, what's the one, cinema? We had yep. we had a choice between Diane Feinstein and Kevin De Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to cut off your left hand or your right hand? I mean, that's, that was our choice in the state of California. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. And so we're in, in something called the top two, which I don't think people realize how devastating that can be. The other thing that I think Arizona and Texas especially need to be prepared for is redistricting. When redistricting comes around, uh, what they did in California in 2010 was they cut out any. Any possibility of there ever being a Republican or a Second Amendment strong uh, group that would ever have the majority. They completely annihilated uh, any chance of that. They took districts that were 50 50 and made them all three to 4% above. Um, uh, for the Democrats, and then on the other side, if it was a plus you know a plus ten republican, they made it a plus twenty republican so they they scooped all the conservatives into smaller groups and made much more uh fifty five percentage uh democrat or liberal progressives controlling the entire state and i'm i don't i think they're probably gonna try and make it worse in 2020 but what i want to point out is folks you can't run away from this the senators that we have kamala harris diane feinstein uh, they vote on all national legislation Do you live in texas They're going to vote on legislation for you. Our crazy Congress people are going to vote on legislation that will affect you. You can see that with the new Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're going to be right back here with Cody Whitaker from Open Carry, Texas, talking about how to save the
5: nation after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting,
1: it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that
5: right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first.
6: 951-823-0211. Pull!
0: the
2: this portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive
5: screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Boomstick! <laughs> Hey,
3: folks, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation's going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful and stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres. Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammos in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation... Shame on you. But head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential for the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside 951 823 Visit their website bullseyesport.com for a schedule of classes because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 211 951 951-8230211. Folks, joining me back, I have Cody Whitaker. Cody Whitaker's with Open Carry, Texas. Why do I have a guy from Texas here in Southern California? Because the Second Amendment is a national cause. And when we in California send 50 was it 53 or 56 maybe 58 congressmen you know nancy pelosi needs 218 well 50 of them came from california how horrendous is that another 50 come from uh new york right so she's halfway there with two states um so so the Wicked Witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, can uh, cast her spells in our Congress and do whatever she wants, basically as long as two states continue to vote as horribly as they have been. Texas is on the bubble. We've always thought about, oh, I'll just move to Texas and everybody's great out there. Hey, Texas is changing. Arizona is changing. The progressives have made a huge shift to control the voting mechanisms. They uh, They cheat. They lie, they cheat, they steal elections. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, you haven't been paying attention. But it's time that we make a charge, a change on this. Cody, um, you mentioned something to me a little bit ago about the Constitution, which I know that you are very, very schooled in the Constitution. Uh, but you even took a look at California's Constitution. I don't think everybody understands how California's Constitution is written. Uh, you want to go over that quote real quick?
4: Well, you know, the uh, Article 1, you know, refers to the unalienable rights of uh, life, liberty, and property. And uh, now, amazingly, there is no, quote, you know, Second Amendment or, quote, right to keep and bear arms expressly stated in the articles of uh, that declaration. However, it is strongly implied because it, it tells you you have the right to defend your life and your property. And, you know, it, it's amazing that I, I don't see how, you know, uh, gun rights activists in California, maybe they have, I can't speak for everybody. I've just, only what I've seen, I can only speak to that. That seems like there's something of a drum that California gun owners need to be pounding like crazy. Um, because I don't think you can separate the two. Uh, you can't defend effectively against uh, criminals or tyrants you know, without having firearms. And I, I, I see the politicians have that figured out because obviously they're doing their best to take everything they can from you. But the, the gun owners in response need to see at least an article one of, of the uh, declaration of rights for California. There's a lot of legal authority there to, to fight back.
3: Well, it does say the right to self-defense. Now, maybe they're going to take an old line from the past and say, well, self-defense is just say no.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who, yeah. who knows, you know, self-defense. <laughs> well, well, yes, you have the right to call the police.
4: Right. Well, I, you know, I did a little bit of uh, reading in, in California court cases, and it's, it's kind of strange. Um, I, I noticed that a lot of felons will claim to have a right to self-defense, which they do. The courts agree they do, but they just don't have that right uh, with firearms. But the the odd thing I noticed, uh, Philip, was that in reading all these cases, it was perpetually some felon appealing a conviction because of a firearm or a knife. And I didn't find a single uh, law-abiding gun owner case yet that where they were actually appealing to the court saying, look, you know, they confiscated my weapons. There was no probable cause. And by the way, um, my rights uh, to keep and bear arms is an unalienable right. I I did not find a single case like that. And I know there's some out there uh, where people have, Sued proactively in apprehension of, uh, of violation of the second amendment, so to speak. But, you know, I am just amazed that there really doesn't seem to be a huge, um, litigation uh, actions of some kind out there to stop, you know, what the legislature has been doing in California.
3: You know, well, here's the perfect storm. Okay. We can win. We won in Peruta. Okay. The Peruta case, um, gates what's his name bob anyway he's a sheriff of san diego you might also know him as the agent in charge of ruby ridge uh bill gates i think it's his name he no bill gates is a billionaire anyway <clears throat> this guy the sheriff i'm sorry i having a brain fart here this guy had um a lawsuit it's called the Peruda case it ran all the way through the yes. courts went all the way up to the ninth circuit circus court here in california now Excuse me, the Ninth Circuit Court covers several of the Western states, and we are lumped into these crazies, absolute crazies that are there. We actually got a winning case. The state of California chose not to defend it because they thought, hey, number one, we're not involved in it. We're not mentioned on it at all. It's San Diego. So the state of California, Kamala Harris, remember that name? She's your senator, folks. Kamala Harris was attorney general. She denied anything to do with it. Let it go to the Ninth Circuit Court. We got a favorable ruling. It was amazing for about 11 hours. uh, We had a favorable ruling. And then against the law. Now, we try and be a nation of laws. And the problem, this is a problem with conservatives and gun owners. We obey the laws. We don't want to go to jail. We don't like jail. We don't like criminals. We don't like the way they smell. We don't want to be around them. Um, But we obey the laws. And so Kamala Harris broke... uh, It's never happened before. After it was settled case, she appealed having not been a party to it and got an en banc review reversing the Ninth Circuit Court. So even when we spend $10 million to push this thing through 20 years of legislation, we have a a governor on our carburetor here called the Ninth Circuit Court. And we can battle our way up to the top and it gets crushed. I mean, you just heard President Trump last week talking about what a joke the Ninth Circuit Court is. They make the most ridiculous rulings in the world. Um, And it happens all the time. We had Proposition 8 in California, which was a same-sex constitutional amendment. We had one judge in San Francisco uh, who said, no, it's no good. So one person trumps everybody's law, right? And it's a. I don't know how it could be unconstitutional if it was a constitutional amendment, but whatever. So um, we have the Ninth Circuit Court. So you're saying, why aren't they fighting that all the way up? It's kind of like a, how do I say it? You know, it's like whack a mole. You stick your head up, you, you know, the Ninth Circuit's sitting right there. We need to have these rights fought in a more reasonable uh, federal district court, if that makes any sense.
4: Right. Well, that. That's obviously your barrier, but they have an 85% rejection rate by the Supreme Court. So they're, you know, as uh, uh, you're right. you know, powerful, unpredictable you, as they are. But here's the deal, and
3: here's yeah. what happens, is our state legislature, and, and I'm warning this to, 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 to Arizona and Texas and Colorado, you guys had better wake up. Our state legislature to write a bill that says, I'm going to ban all, here's my pen here, banning all semi-automatic firearms, period. What did that cost that legislature? Nothing. Even the ink from his pen was provided by the government. What will that cost the uh, Americans in California? It's going to cost them $10 million of time and treasure out of their pockets to defend something. And then next year, the same idiot writes the same law and we have to fight it again. And so it naturally drains. Number one, your resolve. You say, screw it, I'm, I'm going to Arizona, I'm going to Texas, I don't care. Forget California. It drains your resolve. It drains your money. And, and with a Ninth Circuit court, it's, it's a horrible thing. So we need, as gun owners, as second amendments and as patriots, we need to reach across the state lines and figure out how to, how to affect change on the national level outside of the state of California. Now, I'm all for getting all these people out of office. You know, if you've heard my show, I'm I'm all about that. But we need to think bigger because they are. They're changing states one state at a time. Arizona's turning. They're calling it a purple state. Well, you've got two liberal senators. That's the same as California. That's, that's not a purple state. Two liberal senators. Well,
4: Say again? Right. We're not sure what's going to happen after flake. Uh, is elected. But, you know, here's something about the the blue wave in Texas, and uh, it it was kind of a joke. It really turned out to be a blue tinkle, if anything. The Tidy Um, Bowl? At the state level, pardon me? It
3: was the Tidy Bowl?
4: Tidy Bowl, the blue wave. Uh, uh, There you go. Yeah. So anyway, you know, at the state level, okay, there was kind of a turnover of some state legislative offices. The Republicans um, who are here in Texas are you know, very conservative, right. did hold them, but still hold a majority into the next session. Um, the Beto effect was really interesting because, and you, you know, know what? people uh, actually I, considered.
3: I got to stop you right here on the Beto time effect. Time. We got to come
1: back right after
3: this, but we'll pick it up right there, okay? FiringLineRadio.com.
2: enter This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe.
1: Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persons. come and get them.
3: Hey, folks! Philip Namen, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, Instagram, Firing Line Radio. Uh, I don't know a bunch of other stuff. You could, YouTube channel. Firing Line Radio Show. So check it out there. Uh, we've got some some good information coming up there constantly. Uh, this weekend, I'm actually, uh, as you're hearing this, I'm in Las Vegas. We're teaching the Rex Defense Seminars for Long-Range Precision Shooting. That's in Vegas this weekend. And it, we're coming back to Southern California the first weekend of February. So you want to be involved in that. This, this is a great... Great program, uh, Rex Tibor, Rex Defense. If you go on YouTube, check out his channel there uh, under Rex Defense. If you just look up Long Range One Hundred One or Sniper One Hundred One, he has a hundred and one videos talking about everything from barrel harmonics to powder burn rates. Uh, it, it's great information, uh, and as long as it's on YouTube and that part's free, you should grab it, because who knows what's going to happen with social media. Uh, joining me here, I have Cody Whitaker. Cody Whitaker's with Open Carry Texas. We're talking about some of the, the changes that we're seeing in America, and as Second Amendment advocates, what do we need to do to stay on top of this and to maintain our rights? Because from what I hear, from my financial planning practice, people are retiring. They're all saying, we're leaving. We're leaving this state. We're going someplace else. Well, that other place that you're thinking about, Arizona, Texas, Colorado, um, they're wackadoodle already. So you, you need to understand what you're getting into. Arizona's got Jeff Flake, who votes like McCain, which means he's a, a he votes the way you want him to unless it's important. Then he'll stab you. Um, they have a progressive they just put in. Texas, you have two. Well, you got Ted Cruz won one this year. That's awesome. I enjoy him, but but the western states are are getting more and more progressively liberal, and they're doing it from within. It's a demographic change. It's a change in voting patterns. And the Second Amendment crowd, folks, you've heard me say this a thousand times. Here's a thousand and one. Doesn't vote. Shame on you. There are three hundred million plus registered firearms in in the united states well let's say an average ownership was four okay cody might have slightly more than four me i admit nothing i admit nothing some people have zero um so that would that would mean like 80 million people would own firearms if 80 million people own firearms And you want to protect your Second Amendment rights. We should be crushing every single election that should not. Nothing should be able to stand now. You know, maybe somebody should be a Democrat and pro gun. I don't know. I've never heard of one in the last 30 years, but whatever. Maybe they could say that they do that. But as long as they vote along party lines, it doesn't matter. But the gun owners are not voting, and they need to vote in block. Cody, you want to pick it up from there? You're talking about Beto in uh, in Texas and some of the things that are going on there.
4: Yes, Robert Francis O'Rourke, a.k.a. Beto, um, Wait, was uh, supposed how, to be they get, kind of a—
3: How'd they get Beto?
4: Well, now, he actually has some legitimacy to that to that claim because he grew up in El Paso, and I spent a little bit of time in El Paso. If you hang around— uh, the locals, you're going to pick up a Latin nickname. Okay, so Beto is Robert in Spanish, so are their nicknames for, for Robert. So it's, it's perfectly fine that he had that. I don't think you should have run on it. It didn't help him statewide. And here's why I say that. Um, he came in ninth of all the statewide elected officials. He came in ninth. He came in like four positions behind Ted Cruz, who is supposed to be the least liked a politician in the state, so as Governor Abbott was number one, and then the um, uh, lieutenant uh, governor was number two. but you know way down the list on the rankings was um uh, Beetho O'Rourke at number nine, so he didn't quite have the even though he had the the rock star appeal, apparently he did not have the um the draw that they were counting on and so the the point I was trying to bring about that is that the the blue the blue flush, if you want to call it anything. Uh, blue was really built on a uh, house of cards. And so um, it, it's, it's kind of tenuous here. I agree we need to be concerned, but uh, thankfully on the state level elections, you know, in Arizona and Texas, they're still primarily Republican and quote, and conservative. And, and here's well, you're the talking about your governor.
3: In, you're talking about your governors. You're not talking about
4: the senators. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the legislatures also, I'm talking about the state legislatures in Texas. So yeah, we're, we need to be concerned about the federal issues. Okay. But, in the state, here's where you make the difference. Your gun owners have got to be involved in the the the, the, the political action where when it comes to the uh, legislative districts and and the uh, the the state party. That's where they have to be active yep. because you came up you came up with a brilliant idea, Philip. That you know gun shops need to be signing up voters, and that applies. That's true everywhere. It's not right. just not just uh, in California where the need is so drastic, but even in states like Arizona, Texas, where you want to hold the line. You know, the gun shops, the gun guys, the gunners need to be Republican precinct committee men so they can register voters.
3: Well, and, they um, don't even have to do that in California. They just have to be able to hand, hand out a piece of paper and explain it. But here's here's my number one pushback, the gun store owners. Help me understand that one. I heard it for. Well, I don't want to, you know, take their time. I don't want to disturb them. They tell me they're voting anyway. It's like, well, obviously they're not. Okay, they're obviously yeah. not voting. Yeah. So, you know, right. again, if I'm up there and I say, hey, would you mind registering? And the guy says, oh, I'm already registered. I say, hey, are you registered for a mail-in ballot? No. Well, why don't you go ahead and do that, right? It's yeah. look, I'm going to be in California. You know, you guys have the uh, instant background check in Texas, so you walk in and say, "Hey, I'd like that." I don't know. You have well, name any new gun we can't get here in California, right? Because of our roster situation. Um, I, I'd like a in Sig AL- P3. <laughs> I'd like a Sig P320. All right. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. You can't have one in California, but you walk in there and you pull out your driver's license and you hand it to the guy, and he swipes it, and you give him the cash, and he comes back, and says, "Okay, Cody Whitaker's a good guy. Here's your gun. Have a good day, sir." California we've got 20 minutes of paperwork right and then you got a 10 day wait and then you got to come back and there's another 15 minutes of paperwork so while the clerk is doing all that stuff man fill out the voter registration card you're just standing around anyway it has to be done and it's for gun store owners this is this should be your number one thing like you said they should be involved politically if they're not they are ceding ground to the enemy Somebody's well, going to be proven,
4: you know. God. If if a gun store owner doesn't care enough to try to get people to support him in the long run, that's really what he's doing. He's cutting off his customer base by not, point, you know, showing them the light. Hey, you know, you want to continue to buy guns here, especially in California, you have to get involved and it just requires you to go down and vote for the right people and we can do something about this problem. So that was that was such an awesome uh, idea and uh, believe me, that's going to be spread uh, in groups in Texas and Arizona, as much as I can help it, because that. And, and, but you know, there's a different mentality between here and where you are. I think there a lot of people in your state just feel whipped. You know, they're, just, yeah. they're down.
3: They feel defeated, and no and doubt, it's,
4: it, it's it's sad. It's sad, but it's not it's not something they can't overcome. They just have to start fighting back. Because you gave the statistics about at least eight million people own guns in California, yeah. and where were they on voting day?
1: We had four
3: million people voted for Gavin Newsom. Right. So if three quarters of the gun owners voted for their gun rights, he would have lost by two million votes.
4: Yep. That's it. Yeah, That's just awful. You know, it's actually inexcusable. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to immense words about that. That's a huge failure. And uh, that's something that, you know, the collective conscience of gun owners have got to address in California.
3: You know, and the other thing is, especially in the different groups, the collective, the collective, let me tell you, I've been doing this for six, almost seven years now on, on the radio show here. The collective conscious of the gun owner groups is a circular firing squad. You know, you, you want to start a, a, uh, a horrible debate, say, my 9 millimeter is better than any forty five. Man, you'll get guys commenting on that for freaking six months. 7,000 comments on a Facebook like, right? And, and then you say, hey, who are you voting for for your federal legislature? Cricket, crickets. 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 Yeah. You know, so so it's a circular firing squad. They want to say, oh, hundred's better than a savage. Oh, why, why would you shoot that? Or why would you shoot this? Or this? If it's not a 6.5 more, it's terrible. They get all animated over minutiae. And I like details, and I like gear. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I love that stuff. But Dude, set the set the foundation. Let's secure yep. our rights as patriots, right as on. Americans in the state of California. Let's secure our rights so we can have the discussions on what nine millimeter is a better to shoot a watermelon than a 45 is to shoot an orange. Right. Who, let's. We, right.
4: Well, you know, when it comes to the groups, they all have their various strengths and weaknesses, and uh, they really need to unify around their strengths um, and uh, kind of. You have to overlook some things, but you know, it's amazing how sometimes leadership in certain groups come come out with statements where they're actually advocating gun control. And uh that's really something that the members of that organization need to confront themselves. Yep. You know, as an outsider I, as an outsider, my criticism of a certain leader uh from another organization is going to be absolutely falling on deaf ears for the most part. Right. And but, then we, uh, you know, I'm out of time. We're going
3: to pick, pick it up on the other side. Let's talk okay. about that. And uni- unifying our groups, Philip Naiman, firing line radio show with
5: Cody Whitaker of open carry, Texas. Be back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM
0: 590, The Answer. This portion of The
2: Firing Line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
3: Hey, folks. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're already on the fourth segment here. Now, this thing has just been flying fast, but I've got Cody Whitaker. Cody Whitaker with Open Carry Texas. I've known him for, I don't know, 30 years. Anyway, he's done a great job out there defending Second Amendment rights in Arizona and Texas and all the places he's lived. Um, We're just close that last section talking about how the different groups you know in California we have gun owners of America we have gun owners of California we have friends of the gun owners of of Riverside County just whatever I mean there's so many different groups in there but we need cohesion and we need something to work together across the lines to affect change you want to speak a little bit to that about what you guys do
4: yeah um, now Open carry Texas is almost what you would call a leaderless resistance, and it's amazing. Those are uh, my favorite because
3: those are my favorite. Yeah, well,
4: it, it, we actually have people that go up to the legislature and they they go in and support pro gun bills and they speak out against the uh, anti gun bills. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that they 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 uh, excel at, aside from you know getting the vote out, is if somebody has been arrested wrongfully for open carrying a firearm in Texas they will go down and protest with their weapons in front of the police station where the guy was arrested at. And so uh, that has a, 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 an amazing uh, effect on the local leadership when you get to the politicians because they don't want that. They don't want to be confronted by a bunch of angry gun owners. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like it's um, kind of uh, you know it's over, overtly confrontational, but, you know, the, the long and the short of it is, is that the First Amendment goes along with the Second Amendment, just like it does the rest of the Bill of Rights. Right. And so uh, that's been their emphasis. is kind of a holistic approach to uh, dealing with uh, the abuse of law enforcement because <clears throat> uh, there is no prohibition in Texas against open carrying a long gun. And uh, law enforcement uh, here in Texas has persisted for quite a while. Is, there one, people.
3: is there one for a pistol?
4: Uh, now, pistol, you must have an LTC license to carry to either – Carry openly or concealed, so okay. um, you're not it's not so permissive at that level. <clears throat> uh, so you you have to um, apply, you have to you know prove you're uh, capable of handling your weapon. So you have to qualify for the uh, license to carry. So uh, OCT uh, has been successful in, in pushing the Republican Party to introduce what we call constitutional carry, which is unlicensed carry of a pistol, whether open or concealed. And so that's a, kind of a huge turning point because, in that respect, Texas is becoming more like uh, Arizona or the, and the other constitutional carry states. So we, we've we made quite a bit of uh, headway here. And so when I speak as a member of OCT, I don't really speak in an official capacity, but I can tell you what I've observed and experienced, and it is awesome. I participated in uh, an armed march in a little town um called Leon Valley where um, the police wrongfully arrested some guys for open carrying down there. And um, so the charges were dismissed. (laughs) It was pretty amazing, uh, you know, to see uh, what the response is. So that's one of the things I believe that um, Californians might have to get accustomed to is that when somebody, let's say, for example, we have um, the uh, red flag uh, order that's being enforced. Right. right. You know, um, neighbors that know that individual will need to show up. I mean, there's got to be some way, some method of response where people show up and they're agitated and they're expressing, you know, the disagreement with the court's order. Um, And that would be the most extreme situation. But there are plenty of times when um, you know, I've seen videos on YouTube where Californians were openly carrying unloaded pistols, and they were arrested for that. Yep, that's and I find awesome. that, uh, You know, yeah. So we well, had, nobody, nobody came to their aid either. You know. Well,
3: here's here's what happened. All right, this was about seven or eight years ago. The uh, people wanted to force a showdown in the courts again. This is the wrong state to force a showdown in the courts. Right. We had open carry in California. As long as it was unloaded, you could have, nobody ever did it because why would you carry an unloaded gun on your hip openly? Right. Didn't, didn't make any sense. And you had in some counties, you could get a CCW, some counties you couldn't, um, but what they wanted to do was force that because we have the right to self-defense in this state, they thought, well, we'll do open carry, make somebody make a law against that. And then if we can't get a CCW and we can't open carry, obviously we can't self-defense. We need to break one or the other open. That was their plan, except the Ninth Circuit of Court of Schlemiel's, um stepped in and, and messed it all up. So they, they went out of their way to get arrested. They... They just did stupid things all the time. They pushed it to the point where they wrote a law that you couldn't open carry. Then they got what they wanted. They went to court and they lost in court. So it was just a a disaster out here. Um, We had the right to carry. We had the right to carry loaded firearms until 1968 when the Black Panthers were standing on all the street corners in Oakland and Berkeley with loaded shotguns. Well, you know, that, that took that away from us. So here in California, protesting just puts us in a bigger bind. I think we need to work on removing people from office uh,
4: is really... Well, true, but you have to develop, you still have to develop some sort of a holistic approach to what the organizations are doing, even if each individual organization acts in a special capacity. Yeah, specialize. Um, You know what, specialize, and that's
3: that's the thing with the left, okay? You've got Friends of the Frogs hugging the Dirt Worshippers over here, and the Rainbow Coalition over here, and the Witches of Wicca over here. They all all specialize in destroying America in their one little sliver, right? The left coalesces with the progressive movement to destroy America. The gun owners form a circular firing squad and they say, hey, man, I like AR-15s. I think those are awesome. And then the duck hunters say, well, wait a minute, I only think over and unders are all that's protected. It's like, why are you fighting? But do you, well, I I hunt. Well, I think hunting's bad. It's like, gee, many Christmas guys. We're on the same side. We need to march forward. Open up that circular firing squad into a flat line and march forward. That's what we need to do. And it's guys have got to hold their tongue, and and do the job. That's what I see. Yeah, but I wanted to bring up this one thing. You talked about, you know, uh, DAs pursuing this or pursuing that. One DA wrongly arresting you. Can ruin you. And you almost had that oh, yeah. happen to yourself.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, you and I were on a little, uh, hunting expedition out in, in Yuma. And, uh, we were shooting birds. We were perfectly safe in where we were shooting at. We were more than enough distance from any house, or we weren't shooting in the direction of any homes or any roads or anything. And somebody called the county sheriff's department on us because we we're out there shooting quail and in quail season. Yeah. And, uh, um, one of the uh, homeowners lied and said birdshot was sitting in their house, even though if, if we'd been even shooting that direction, never would have made it. Um, <clears throat> but the long and the short of it is that deputy was uh, hellbent for a to come out and get, get some hide uh, out of one of us. And uh, if that would have been prosecuted, uh, you know, it could have caused a lot of damage to, to both of us yeah. uh, when it came to, to our gun rights. We'd be, absolutely, we'd be, we'd be disarmed. You know, uh, and so yeah, there there is a there is a, uh, a certain county prosecutors, certain police officers, have an antagonistic relationship with gun uh, gun owners, and um, <clears throat> if they decide to abuse their authority, uh, they can cause all kinds of problems.
3: It's absolutely right, and if you're carrying, you know, that's one of the one of my sponsors here, CCW Safe. They do awesome work for everybody. And if you're caring for protection, you need to have that because they cover all those legal fees, which could run into millions of dollars. Who's got an extra million to pay off a lawyer so you can go back to where you were before this happened, right? Very few people I know of have an extra million dollars to go do that. So they have they have plans, you know, just for home defense and they have plans for, for concealed carry. But it's it's important that you realize that you need to defend yourself. We need to defend our rights. We need to defend ourselves all the way through in a great circle. We need to reach out to other groups. I mean, I'd love to see Duck Ducks Unlimited, right? I'd love to see them supporting guys who hound hunt. They don't. I don't see trout unlimited and the fly fishermen supporting um, guys who bear hunt. The trout fishermen haven't figured out they're next on the list. I've seen some of the reports coming from PETA that fishing is inhumane and it needs to be stopped and lead weights are poisoning. I don't know, whatever, you know, the, the lead weights in the bottom of the lake are poisoning condors. Now, maybe that's the whole thing, but it, it, the ridiculousness they are on a March. This is their religion environmentalism is their religion and they're you know I've never seen an environmental disaster not caused by an environmentalist like oh I don't know Animus River in Colorado you know but every single one of these, these major fires we have because they don't allow logging they don't allow thinning of trees, even on your own property. So what happens? We have, you know, 2000 degree forest fires with 500 foot walls of flame nobody can put out and destroys people and cities um, because of the mismanagement. And, and President Trump was exactly right on that when he called out the Forest Service on that. Folks, I want to thank my guest, uh, Cody Whitaker uh, for, from uh, Open Carry, Texas. Cody, last 30 seconds, wrap it up.
4: Well, I'll just encourage um, anybody listening to uh, join the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and their website is selfdefensefund.com. They have a very reasonable membership, and their motto is aggressive defense, any weapon, any state. I like that.
3: Can I, can I steal that?
1: Okay. That's <laughs> the <is fun>. <laughs> Very good.
3: Folks, Philip, Philip and check us out on our YouTube page, Firing Line Radio Show, and FiringLineRadio.com is where the podcasts are at. We'll see you all next week. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
2: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mopin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.